y'all lied. The book of Deuteronomy, the eighth chapter, verse 18. As I lift the title up off the pages of this book, we'll be speaking today about walking in your wealthy place. How many of y'all want to walk in your wealthy place? Walking in your wealthy place. You see, it's all about royalty. And royalty means wealth from every aspect of life. See, it's all about how you feel about yourself in order for you to get what God has for you. Because if you feel like the Israelites, like we are grasshoppers, if you feel like Lot, when God told him to go to the mountain, he said, no, I want to go to that little small place called Zor. See, God will give you what you want. I say, God will give you what you want. But I've learned in my walk with God that God has more for you and wants more for you than you want for yourself. I've learned that. And it's been a hard thing to learn. But we're going to go some places this morning. Y'all ready to fly? Let's ride. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 8, verse 18, it says here that, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore, unto thy fathers as it is this day. That means that this thing is still going on. Church, I remember the time as we look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12. I remember the time that I was without Christ. I remember the time when I was an alien alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. I remember the time when I was a stranger to the covenant of the promise. You'll see it all there in Ephesians 2 verse 12. I remember the time when I was without hope. I remember the time when I was in the world and without God. See, I remember all of this. But I also remember the fact that as I was in that condition, I didn't know that I had this wealth in me. But it was there because God said he gives us the power to get the wealth. Now, I didn't know that this power was in me. So I was without Christ, I was alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, I was a stranger to the covenant, that's with an S, of the promise. I was without hope, barely. And I was without God in the world. 
But even in that, the wealthy is still there. Because 2 Corinthians 4, 7 tells us that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So it was there regardless of what my condition was because, you see, God had already placed it there. And I had this power because God already said in Deuteronomy that he gives us the power to get this wealth that's inside of us, right? So I know I'm on cue because 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says that we have this treasure, sound like wealth to me, in earthen vessels. And the excellence of the power is of God and is not of us. See, it ain't even about us. It's about what's in us and it's about who's in us. So God tells us that he has given us this wealth and he has given us this power to get this wealth and he has given it to us to establish his covenant that he made with the forefathers or thy forefathers even into now. So when I look at this and I'm saying, God, the church is walking around in poverty. The church is walking around, don't even know what it is that they got inside of them because they keep worrying about their issues and preaching about their issues and teaching about their issues. And God said you're supposed to rise above that and get up here where I am. So that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to try to get you up there at least for a glimpse. Maybe if I can just get you to glimpse that we don't need to be talking about issues no more, but we need to be talking about the wealth that God has placed in us and the power that he has placed in us to get it. Amen? So when I look at this thing, I go over here to Genesis. We're going to get real deep now today. Now, some of the things that you're not going to, some of y'all ain't going to understand, especially if you're not here on ministry training. You're not going to understand it, but don't worry about it. Get a CD or a DVD. And remember, my doors and Brenda's doors are always open. If it's something that you don't understand, give us a call. Or stop us and say, Doc, don't understand it. Come on in the office. We'll talk about it, and I'll show you what we're talking about. See, I don't mind one-on-one consolation and consultation. See, I ain't got no problem with that. See, I'm never so busy that I'm too busy for you. All I need to see you doing is trying, and I'll try with you. That's all I need to see. But I ain't got time to shuck and jive. I don't do that. I leave that to others. I don't play around. It's all about growing in the grace of God. So, let's go over here to Genesis, the 17th chapter. Say amen when you get there. And we're going to deal with some things here. Are we there? Look here. Genesis, the 17th chapter. Hear the word of the Lord. He says, and when Abram, notice his name is Abram at this time, okay? He was 90 years old and nine. That means he was 99 years old. The Lord appeared to Abram 
and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect, and I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply. See, God is all about multiplication. I will multiply thee exceedingly. All right, I'm going to stop right there for a minute because I got I to gotta set a stage here for us. Got to do that. We see here in 17 verse 1 the word Abram. Do we not? The word Abram means father of heights, okay? Father of heights. That's what it means in Hebrew. Now, it's a singular. It didn't say fathers. It said father of heights. He's the original one that went up high enough to receive the blessing of God. And then everything else came afterwards. Because the Bible, we're going to get into that, and I'm going to show you what we're talking about here. But look what happens here. Abram, the father of heights, was 99 years old. Now, when we count the number, we know 9 plus 9 equals 18. And as we break it on down, 1 plus 8 equals 9. We know that 9 is the Christed man because that's when Jesus entered into paradise. He died on the ninth hour. We didn't told the thief, look, this day you'll be with me in paradise. Is that not scripture? Is that not scripture? See, I'm trying to help you. I'm not trying to hype you up. I ain't about that. I'm trying to put something in you that's going to build you in the spirit. See, you, 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 you need to be built in the spirit. You don't need to be, be built in your issues. Forget your issues. Let's rise above it. Ain't you tired of that dead weight? Aren't you tired of people reminding you, I'm Larry, I'm addict? Huh? I mean, I mean, come on. Come on, man. Let's rise above that. So Abram, he enters in at 99 years of age. He's able to enter in into that Christed man because we've already broken down the number to his least de denominator. And it comes out as a nine which is the Christed man. And we know from the teachings, the ministry teachings, that you can take nine and you can take it infinitely and count it back and it's still going to be nine. This is where the multiplication comes in at because two times nine is 18. Count 18, one, nine. Three times nine is what? 27. Now count two plus seven equal nine, right? So we start with one, the number nine, and then he said, now I want you to be fruitful and I want you to multiply. Multiply what? Another one like me, another Christed man. That's what this thing is all about. You know what I'm saying? So now, two times nine is 18. One plus eight equals nine. Now we got another. See, we, we had one, now we got two. All right? Nine. Take it all away. Nine times 100. What is it? 900. Count 900. Nine plus zero plus zero equals what? I don't care how far you go, you can always bring that number back to the number nine. That nine is a very, why do you think they got the book of numbers? See, we can decode the Bible with just numbers. Why do you think they call it the book of numbers? That's a mystery. We up in here jumping and hopping. Man, it's time to get serious. It's time to get educated in this thing. And that's what we do here. Now, watch this. Watch this word. Now, Abram, he was 99, and the Lord came to him 
And the Lord said, the Lord said, look here, Abram, this is what's going on here. He says, I am, if you walk before me, and if you be perfect, that means mature. He says, I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. You see this multiplication comes in here? See, he's talking about multiplication now. Abram falls on his knee, on his face, which means he humbles himself, and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with who? Thee. Now, God had already made the covenant with him. But he tells Abraham or Abram, the Abram, now, in order for you to get this, you're going to have to walk before me. And you're going to have to be mature with this thing. In other words, you're going to have to be doing what you're supposed to be doing. When you're supposed to be doing it, you're going to need to be where you are. See, you can't lay in bed. No, no, you can't talk about, well, I don't feel like coming. No, no, that ain't the, that ain't, that ain't the contract. See, you, see, you bre breaching the contract. See, the contract, I'm looking at it. The contract says, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thy mature. In other words, do what I tell you to do in this word. And the word says, forsake not to assemble yourselves together like some have already. You understand what I'm saying? So we got to be very careful with this thing, see, because we got to go forward with this thing, you know. And when you're going uphill, see, you can't go forward in God without going up. And every once in a while when you're going up, see, something hits you in the head. But you got to keep going. You got to keep looking up. With the black eye, swole head and everything, you got to keep looking up. You got to keep fighting this thing. So God says in verse 3 that, and Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of now. You're going to make him a father of many nations. Now, he's about to do a multiplication thing on him. See, he starts out singular. But now, all of a sudden, he done spoke an infinite number of multiplication in his life. And Abram, look here, verse 5 says, Neither shall thy name anymore be called Abram. See, he's not single anymore. He's not the father of height anymore. Now, here's where it gets deep. But thy name shall be who? Abraham. For a father of many nations have I not will, but have I made. See, he done spoke of prophecy in him. See, he done already done this thing. See, God has already did this thing for us way back there. And we keep getting off the course because of our issues. You see, issues are designed to keep your mind away from God. So what we do, we get caught up and we forget that God's already did this thing for us. Jesus said, it's finished. Ain't nothing else to be done but to walk before me and be thou perfect. That's it. Bible say, Micah 6, 8 say, I've shown you, old man, that which is good. That is to do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with thy God. That's it. I've already shown you what to do. Now, we got to do it. If we want this covenant not to be breached. Because we're breaching 
the contract with God for everything else. So, God says here that now your name ain't Abram no more, the father of heights, but now your name is Abraham. So what does God do? Abraham means the father of many nations of faith. All right? He said, look, he said now in Genesis 12, 3, he tells Abram through you, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. Listen to me, church. We're in there. Remember Deuteronomy? Remember what it says? I've given you the power to get this wealth. See, you've already been included in the promise of Abraham. It's already in there. New Testament, Galatians 3, or 2, verse uh, 28 and 29. I think it's 2. Could be 3, chapter 3, but I think it's chapter 2. But anyway, he says that if we're in Christ, there's no more Jew, there's no more Gentile, there's no more free, there's no more bondage, there's none of that no more. We're all in Christ, we're one. That means that we're heirs to the promise, and we're the seed of Abraham. That's the word of God. Ain't no one heaven for no Jew. I'm a Jew, and a nothing to somebody else. I'm in there. I'm in. I've been grafting in. No, you ain't going to take my rights from me. See, I know who I am. I'm walking in my wealthy place. I'm trying to help you walk in yours. So this is how you do it. Now, God begins to play a chess game with us. Now, it was Abram, right? Now it's Abraham. Look what he does. He takes the Abram, the M on the Abram. Now, you got to follow me close, church. Pay attention. Every time God gets to doing something for your life, the devil make you start doing something else. Pay attention, church. I'm trying to help you up in there. I told you there's some deep message up in here. I told you that. Every time, pastor, every time God try to help them, they go to doing something else. That's the devil getting you to take your focus off what you need to be listening to. God, I'm going to come out this thing. Because y'all going to make me preach up in here. And I'm trying to teach. Now, look here. The word of God says this. It said, Abram, he takes that M. Watch what he does. And he takes that M. And over here on Abraham, he takes that M and he puts it on the end. Because he got to have room for two more letters. Okay, he puts another H in Abram. And he puts another A in Abram. Now, it's Abraham. Okay. Now, them letters ain't for nothing, y'all. Now, I'm fixing to give you the wealth strategy. Watch what he does. These are Hebrew letters. First, I want you to understand that it's got three A's in it. Abraham got three A's. Abram didn't have but two, right? I think I can spell. It's got three A's, right? First A is capital. Okay. The first letter of the Hebrew alphabet is it's an A. It's pronounced that's how it's, that's how it's pronounced. A soft connotation. And it means spirit of God when you put E-L on it, okay? It means spirit of God. Notice it's capital. So the first A in Abraham is the father or the spirit of the living God, our father. That's the first one. But it's got two more. Now, the middle one is the spirit of the Son of God. 
The third one is the spirit of the Holy Ghost of God. Are you with me? I'm teaching you wealth strategies. Got to catch this. I know it ain't the hoop and the hype, but that ain't, we we'll, won't we'll do that. This thing here is too serious for that. No, we get down up in here. Now, look here. Look here. Now, watch what happens here. Now, now, from the A, from the spirit of the living father, the A, comes the elite, comes the B. That's the next one. It means, in Hebrew, Beth. Beth means house. You put each L on Beth, Beth L means house of God. Are you with me? Okay. That means now that the spirit of the father has now come in and he has made this his house. Okay? Now, when he come, guess what? His wealth came. When he came, his power came. He didn't leave it behind, y'all. He didn't leave it behind. You understand what I'm saying? So, now the next, and, and, and Beth is the second letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Hebrew alphabet got 22 letters in it. Now, you guys and girls on doing Wednesday night, the ministry training, y'all understand this better. And I know that, y'all, so just bear with me. Just hold on. Just hold on to, 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 hold on to my garnet. And you'll get there if you stick. If you want to go higher in this thing, all you just, just, just chill. Now, the next letter is Aura. In Hebrew, it means resh, okay? And the word resh means head. You see, now that God, the Father, has placed his spirit in us, now we become the house of God, and God's house is headed by who? Jesus Christ. Amen? Are you with me? Resh is the 20th alphabet of the Hebrew letters. It's 22 of them. All right? Now watch what happens when you let Christ be your head. Watch what takes place. When Christ is your head, then comes that other A. And that other A tells us that the spirit of the son of the living God. So when we allow Christ to be our head, then we are allowing the spirit of the son to come in and begin to do a work in us. Now watch this. The word son means builder of God in man. Do you hear me? Ain't nothing going to be built until Christ come in because isn't Christ, which is the power and the wisdom of God, is he not what created everything according to the word of God? So if he made, if he built everything, then that means that he's going to build what we need to be rebuilt in us too, right? So now you've got the second A. The second A takes and it begins to do a building in us. But how can you build without some kind of schematic? Y'all know what a schematic is. Schematic is a blueprint. The next letter is H. I got to get down here. Y'all just keep close shots of me. Because I'm teaching. H. The next letter. Remember, that's one of them letters that he put in that new name. He put that H in there. That H is the fifth 
letter of the Hebrew alphabet is pronounced real soft, like that. Now, this letter, he, means in Hebrew, the blueprint of God. Now, the Son of God has the blueprint of God to be a man with now. You understand what I'm saying? All right, I'm teaching you the wealth system now. I'm teaching you the wealth system. Now, this blueprint is now placed in the power and the wisdom of God, which Christ is, according to Hebrews, I mean, according to 2 Corinthians 1.24. He's the power and the wisdom of God. So it is God's power and his wisdom that's able to build what's on that blueprint in you. Okay? Am I making sense up in here, church? Then y'all good. Y'all catching this. Good. That's wonderful. Now, you got the next thing. Because after you build it, something got to keep it together, right? Huh? All right, that's where the Holy Spirit come in. That's the third A. The third A is the spirit of the Holy Ghost. And it is a retainer. It keeps things in order in your life. Because if you don't have the Holy Ghost, then you through. You ain't going to make it with this thing. You can holler, I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm saved. But if you ain't got the Holy Ghost, it'll show up. Because the Holy Ghost is what we call the sustainer. After it's built, and as it is being built, something has to keep it. You know why people keep falling off the stuff? They ain't got no Holy Ghost in them. That's why. So every time God comes, every time you come in, you get something, and God builds something in you, guess what? You ain't got no Holy Ghost to keep it, so devil just come in and just rob you, rape you, do what it want to, savagely. Just savagely rape you. You know what I'm saying? He don't come in easy. He just, just yank you. Because that's what he do. He steals. He kills and he destroys. And let me tell you, it's real. If you don't think he's real, then, then, then I'm, I feel sorry for you now if you don't think he's real. Because I'm telling you, he's real. And he's out to kill us. I ain't going to be long with you. I'm about finished. Got now, we got one more. Now, after the Holy Ghost, after it sustains that which Christ is building in us, now what happens is this. Remember that M? That was on the end of Abram. Now it was on, it's on the end of Abraham. Are you with me? Okay. That word M is the Hebrew letter known as Mem. M-E-M. I think it's the 13th letter of the Hebrew alphabet. I think it is. You know what it means? It means blessings of God. Water. Spiritual blessings of God. Now, the word of God tells us that God, in Ephesians 1, 3, that God has blessed us in all, in, in heavenly places with all spiritual blessings in Christ. So now, we talk about walking in your wealthy places. With the structure being built inside of you, now that M, God is able to bless you, and he is able to sustain you in them blessings. See, because now not only has power been built in you with these blessings, but wisdom too on how to keep these blessings. See, a lot of us are being blessed, but we don't know how to keep it. We get the money, but we don't know what to do with it. Let me tell you something. After you pay God, the first thing you do is to put some money up. I don't care if it ain't number two dollars. But we'll buy everything else, and then come time to give something to God, we give a few dollars. 
How are you going to be blessed doing that, Pastor? How are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? But the wealth system, the wealth system, when God blesses you, you got to learn after you give God his, whatever purpose is in your heart, because if you give sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. Give bountifully, you're going to reap bountifully. That's word. Now, but God say, now if you allow this thing to be structured in you, over here at the end, I'm going to bring in the blessings to you. I got to give it to you at the end because if I give it to you before you build, you'll kill yourself with it. <laughs> now, won't you? Tell the truth. If most of y'all had a million dollars right now, wouldn't none of you invest nothing in the stock market? First thing you do is go and start buying up a bunch of mess. New phones, houses, that you ain't got but a million, but you go and buy three million dollars. Well, you done messed up then. <laughs> well, I guess I just leave that alone then. I ain't got to say no more about that because y'all with me. Y'all understand that, don't you? If you don't understand nothing else, you understand that, don't you? Huh? <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. We're going we to get better. That's why we come. This is a hospital. All of us sick up in here. We come up in here to get well. Do you hear me? Everything in here is sick. The plastic too. So it don't make no difference. We'll take the medicine together. Amen? That's what we do. And folks don't want to take the medicine. They spit it out. I don't like that old medicine they give. Well, it's all right. Go on and be sick. Go ahead and be sick. I can't help you. Doc can't help you. He won't take the medicine. I'm giving you the prescription. Medicine, I don't wrote the prescription. <laughs> I don't want what the doctor gave me. Well, go over there to that witch doctor. Go over there to Jezebel. She'll give you something. She'll give you something. Have you cook it. Am I in the house? I'm just talking real up in there to you. Now, I love you. So, so you see what God did with this thing. And now, after he does it, watch this. He said, for I, for a father of many nations have I made thee. This is the last sentence in verse 5. Go to Revelation 2.17. Revelation 2.17. This is what he said. He says, he that had an ear to hear, let him hear what the spirit of the of, of, of what the spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh, gotta be overcomer, will I give to eat of the hidden manna. How do you overcome? Through the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. And will give him a white stone. That word stone that means a thought, but it's a white stone. That means it's a spiritual thought. That's what God said, I'm gonna give him. See, I'm gonna stop you from thinking about this old earthly stuff. I'm going to give you a new name, a new quality, a new thought pattern being renewed in your mind. And in the stone, I'm going to give you a new name written. See, see, you ain't going to be called grasshopper no more. You know, did you hear me? You're going to see the giant, but you ain't going to be calling yourself no grasshopper no more. But you're going to be saying, okay, I got a new, I can take this. I can do this. You know, I got a new name. But I had to change lands. Oh, you don't hear me. I said I had to change lands in order to get it. Because when I change lands, 
I changed my atmosphere. And when I changed my atmosphere, I was able to change my thought pattern. And when I changed my thought pattern, I was able to go higher in God, and I was able to begin to walk in my wealthy place. God says in the book of Revelation, so this thing that I give you, verse 17, 217, he said, a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving no he that received it. In other words, your blessing ain't my blessing. See, see, what God do for you is your business. But let me tell you something, God got something for you. What God do for you ain't none of my business, but God got something for y'all. You understand what I'm saying? He got something for you. But it's your new name. It ain't mine. It's yours. It's yours. Because, see, I done had my day of thinking grasshoppers. I call it the grasshopper syndrome. See, God done gave me my new name. Have you given you yours? Huh? Because, nah, 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 nah. It comes with a price. Warning you now, it come with a price now. I'm just warning you, it come with a price. Verse six, Genesis. Book of Genesis, seventeen, verse six. It says, "And I will make thee exceedingly what? Fruitful. That means some things are gonna grow in your life." It's going, it's, you're going into a multiplication. Have you ever seen a fruit tree? Boy, when that thing gets to popping, it gets to popping, don't it? Huh? There'd be so much stuff overflow. And what's so bad about it? Ain't no buckets in position so it falls on the ground. And like, oh, y'all don't want to talk to me. But he says, and I will make thee exceeding fruitful. And I will make nations of thee. Good God Almighty. From that one, he's going to do all this. And kings shall come out of thee. Go to Revelation 1, 6. You got to see this. You got to see this. God said, I'm going to make kings are going to come out of you. Kings. Revelation 1, 6 says that God has made us kings and priests, kings and priests, mm -hmm. kings are rulers with wealth, physically, soulfully, and I wish above all things that you prosper, third John, second verse I believe, that you prosper and be in good health even as thy soul prospers. See God wants us to prosper Physically, see, don't, I ain't preaching no poor man gospel up in here. I'm rich, I'm wealthy, I'm walking in it, and so are you. And so are you. All you got to do is discover what's inside of you. You got to be tutored. You got you to gotta be guided into this. You've been walking all your life defeated. How you think you're going to come? Oh, Jesus. You got to be guided. Even Jesus had to be guided. God didn't even call him as his son of God until he was 30 years old. And then after he called him, 
He didn't take him straight into his ministry. He took him into the wilderness to be tested, to get taught, to see, hey, can you handle this? Jump from here to there. That ain't word. You go through suffering. I'm in the book. Somebody say, is he in the book? Kings and priests. Only I'm gonna make you royal, I'm gonna make you a ruler, I'm gonna make you wealthy. Or I'm gonna let you find that wealth because I already made that. I'm gonna make you a priest too. Because I need you to give up some sacrifices to me. That's what priests do. Present yourself as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God, for this is your reasonable. And verse 7 says in Genesis, got three scriptures, then we out here. Genesis 17, verse 3, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed. That's us, the seed. After thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant. Everlasting mean everlasting. To be a God unto thee. And lo, thy seed after, and I will give unto thee and to thy seed. Or somebody say us. I will give unto thee and unto us after thee the land. Uh Uh-oh, it's that rich stuff here now. Wherein thou art a stranger. (laughs) Oh, boy. See, see, what he's saying is, look, look. I know you've been down there in Egypt all that time and poor. Desolate, because that's what the world do to you. Take everything you got. But now, I'm going to put you over here now. I know you're a stranger. I know you don't know how to handle a million dollars. I know that, but I'm going to put you over here where it's at anyway. I'm going to put you over here where Now, all you got to do is let the one that got that teach you how to manage it while you're getting it. Oh, y'all <laughs> Money don't make me. I make money. I walk in my wealth, brother. I said I walk in it. My soul boasts in the Lord, and the humble should hear and be glad. You see, see, God ain't gonna put you over here with a pauper. He done already took you from that. Over here is the rich stuff. You gotta be guided how to handle it. Oh, what you going to do? You'll spend every bit of, all right, look at all these pro ball players going to jail and losing their contract. I'm talking about $40, 50000000 million boys just throwing it away. You see, he put them over there, but they didn't have nothing to guide them. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> Y'all will talk to me now. See, see, they still thinking the hood. They still thinking they got, why you want to be a stupid gangster and you got $40, 50000000 million? The least you can do with your crazy self is have you a harem somewhere. That's how I say with your crazy self. But that's the least you can do. But now the best thing you can do is get with God and get let God yeah, guide you and direct you because it won't be long for that harem have everything you got. 
because they're going to get nervous you at some time. They're going to be plotting on you. They're going to gang up on you. They're going to say, we're going to get him. <laughs> Somebody said they do. All right. So, so I'm, just, I'm just being honest. I'm just laying this thing out here. Am I laying it out here right? So don't get mad at the preacher. It's just the truth. You see him going to jail every day. I've been there. 28 years of it, I know. They still got to stay away from me if I'm stupid. <laughs> Ain't nothing changed. But it saved my life. See, God had a bigger plan. Thank you, Lord. He had a bigger plan. I couldn't see it then. See, nobody wants to go through the process because it's suffering up in there. I will make that covenant. Okay, verse 8. It says, and I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee and the land, the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land, not some of it, but all the land of Canaan, that's the land flowing with milk and honey. Sound like wealth to me. The land where we bow down to God for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Last verse. And God said, mm, don't nothing happen to God said, right? But when God said, Things happen. Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generation. Hebrew 11, 8 and 10. And we in, we're out of here. Hebrew 11. Say amen when you get there. 8 and 10. 8 through 10. 11, 8 through 10. Hebrews, are we there? Watch how you do this thing now. We got to do it like Abraham did it. Are we there? By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after. See, you got, you got to be obedient. Sound like obedience to this. Because he say, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive an inheritance. See, after he obeyed. He obeyed, and he went out not knowing whether he went. See, stop trying to know before you get there. It's about faith. Stop trying. Let God be the GPS. Is that what that thing is? Let God be that for you. Stay out of the way of God. Stop trying to figure God out. Stop looking at your circumstances. Stop that. I say I got you and your circumstances. Get to me. I'll tell you what I'll do with it. By faith, verse 9 says, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country. See, str I told you it was strange over there in that wealthy place, didn't I? And if you take that old crazy mindset over here, you know, the old Nike mindset, that old Android mindset, you know all that old mess. And then you say, okay, I'm going I'm I'm to rest my case. Verse 9. As in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, that heirs, heirs with him of the same promise. Well, look what he was looking for. A city, which is an encounter, which has foundations, whose builder and whose maker is God. May God add a blessing to the preaching of his word. Give God some praise up in there. Come on around, brother.
be learning. Okay. Now, how many learned something they didn't had never heard before today? Praise God. Amen. Amen. And it's okay. It's it's okay. It's okay. Because he number one, what we what we teach here is you need to know who God is in you. Because the, the, the preacher ain't gonna always be there, your best friend ain't gonna always be there. You got to know who God is in you. And you got to know.